Hey everyone and welcome to episode 14 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host, Adam. So just before we get into the interview with Dev, obviously there's been a, a little bit of a break in the podcast for the last few weeks and this is purely due to all the gigs and tours being cancelled and pushed back. Um, did have a, a couple of interviews already recorded and some lined up. But um, with what's going on, just trying to see what we can salvage currently and also see what's what's relevant to what's going on right now. So you m- might see a few episodes sporadically over the next few weeks rather than the regular two weeks, two week cadence. Um, but, yeah, do go and check out what uh, events are out there online currently to support the various venues, bands and labels uh, and crew that. Are struggling right now with um, loss of income um, and the lack of support from the government. Um, Music Venue Trust have just launched an, an initiative this week where they're sort of giving more structure to, I think it's over 500 venues that um, potentially will struggle over the coming months um, and setting them, setting them targets to raise money. I know uh, a venue that I used to go to a lot uh, near my hometown, the Portsmouth Wedred Rooms, has very quickly in 48 hours raised its t- uh, raised enough money to hit its target um, to keep it afloat over the next few months. And I, uh, from what I read the other day, um, they any sort of additional funds will go into a central pot as well. So um, that will yeah, really, really help out those that need that money right now um, in the live certainly the live side of the music industry um also if you are hosting any gigs um definitely recommend that you look at that website they are um listing sort of those online gigs at the moment um as long as they're involved with that fundraising so back to the episode recorded this with dev um, back in february um at the craft beer co in islington so thanks again to those guys for letting us use the room upstairs and we talked around sort of the end of touring for um their second album um specifically the ali pally show um which was absolutely insane um briefly spoke around album three which hopefully will be um released sometime this year and uh, yeah, obviously spoke ar- around Dev's top gigs that he's been to as a fan and top gigs that he's played, which was really, really, inter- really, really interesting. Um, if if you are listening to this the the week it comes out or in the few weeks following, um, Idols have been streaming their Bataclan gig in pieces and doing some Q and A sessions. I think they're staying up on YouTube. Um, the first one at time of recording was yesterday and I know that's still up on YouTube so do go check it out um I haven't watched it yet myself but I suppose it was an absolutely um insane gig uh, also do go and check out the previous episodes that uh, we've put out this year of Haggard Cat um the guys in John and Falco from Future Left and McCluskey and the um previous episode with Goddamn um really good interviews with all of those guys so anyway enjoy this episode and i'll catch you next time boy
doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're in uh, a very, very dry room because I look outside and it is a shit weather again. And it looks wet, doesn't it? Is and it, windy. This is not Storm Kiara, Kira. Kira. Something Kira. Else. Yeah, Storm exactly. Dennis. Is it Storm Dennis? Apparently, yeah. Oh, hi, Dennis. Um, so, yeah, we are sat in, um, again, thank you to Craft Beer Co. in Angel Islington for letting me use their room upstairs. They are a beautiful bunch of human beings, and I recommend all their pubs and go and buy a pint with them because they're all lovely human beings. So thanks to those guys for letting us come here today. Um, and I've got the beautiful... Um, Adam Devonshire from uh, some little band called Idols. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Um, yeah, really happy to have you on, mate. It's, uh, Thank you for having me. No, that's all right. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, so, yeah, how, how is things with you? How was, I suppose, kicking it off? And I don't know when we're going to put this out, but how was playing Ali Pali in December? So seeing you back in the day in a smaller venue and rising to Ali Pali is pretty mental. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we're still like, well, I'm a bit confused about the whole thing because we've never done anything of that scale with in terms of like production yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I'm not sure how it went because I've got nothing to compare it to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was good. Every time I see someone and they're like, oh, is that Ali Pali? I was like, was it? Was it any good? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it was. I mean, we. I, I. I enjoyed it. It was a beautiful fucking thing to do. You know, mm. to play to that many people and yeah, it was. Uh, how many? How many people is it? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah. 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 I think from from a fan's point of view, and again, like seeing you in a smaller venue, like three three ish years ago, four years ago, uh, when I, well, I saw you support Future Left, and then at the garage, and then. I think the first time I saw you headline was Heaven, and that yeah, was, that was the loudest we've ever been on stage at Heaven. Really? Mm. Like for a fact? For a fact, it was <laughs> 126 decibels on stage. Really? Was yeah, it? It was savage. <laughs> that was yeah. That was a pretty insane gig. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. That one. Was that um, was that like a tipping point for you then around that time then like playing those those shows around Britain? I don't know really. I mean, he, he, we don't really think I don't really think like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we 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 kind of just keep our head down and work yeah. hard, and like you never really think of stuff being like a turning point, you know. Apart yeah. from like a couple of obvious things, like you know, playing the Thekla when Steve Lamatt came down and stuff, because that was a genuine. You know, that's when people in the industry started taking notice of us. Yeah. yeah. So like, but yeah, like stuff like that. It's, it was just, a, it was just a great show. We yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely killer. It was good. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, talking about that, like, I know you were just saying you you try not to approach things differently, but obviously you're a band with like very like punk ethics and like have that lodge. I know a lot of the bands that like you're into. Um, have that like punk live ethic and just throwing everything at it like when you approached playing that Ali Pali gig and like those bigger shows I suppose like Glastonbury's another example like logistically as a band as well how do you how how's the setup changed over the years going from playing like those tinier venues to playing Ali Pali for example I mean we, we you know this, this, we want the show to be as personal as possible for people that are still coming doesn't matter if it's in the bigger room we still want it to be like 
you know, see it. We want it to feel as though we were playing in smaller venues, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, logistically, you know, we've we've got crew now. <laughs> you know, we we have a tour manager. <laughs> you know, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like this is like, you know, it just makes your life a hell of a lot easier on the road, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's a it's a beautiful team to work with. We work with some amazing people. Yeah, I was gonna say like um, you've always you've always seem to have like a a smallish crew, like a core crew around yeah. you, like small management team and stuff. But you seem to have like amazing support. Like, what's it like working with all of those people? Yeah, well, we we you know we we love them. Like you know, they're our friends. Mm. Um, we love them as as people. Um, you know that we've we've got the the best semi pro crew in the world you know <laughs> it's like an in joke you know it's um some of some of the people that we work with might not have had the most experience within the industry or yeah. doing what they do but as people to hang around with they're just absolutely beautiful and you know that's that's the main reason why why they're there you know? yeah I was, I was gonna say about that and something that we've talked about on the podcast before about like bringing along people that you know, whether it be like support bands and like crew and stuff, has that really helped your sort of journey as a band? Like, uh, and made it, I suppose, easier along the way as well because you're not dealing with so many strangers. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we just we are the luckiest guys in the world that we get to help uh, bands that we not only love musically but mm. love as people, and we can get them with us and get them along for the ride and get to hang out with them every day you know yeah, yeah. like having you know being able to ask fucking Mets to come and support us yeah. is like absolutely batshit mental because well it's a dream for you because it's yeah, like you're a big Mets fan they're one like, of, like, you know like they were they're absolute game changers you know it's, it's so for them to support us still feels like what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like flip side. Yeah, yeah. and you know, they're just fucking amazing people as well. Whenever we're in each other's towns, we hang out, just get on with them really well. They're amazing guys. And uh, yeah, I just you just feel lucky that you get the opportunity to be able to do that with people that you love, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like um, with those bigger shows as well, you took along like the 45s and Giant Swan and obviously like the 45s. Like when that got announced, I saw a lot of like reaction around that, and everyone was like, "Who are the forty yeah, 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 yeah. And I know, obviously, like a lot of people we know were just like, "Yeah, fuck it, that's that's amazing." Yeah, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're like the best wedding band in the world, you know? Like, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they fucking are. amazing. They're, they're fucking amazing at what they do. We've known them for years in like various, because Bobby's like done other bands, and they all they've all played in other acts, and we've just hung out with them for, for we've known them for a long time. Beautiful people taught us a lot about music when we were first starting out. And I think we were somewhere in Europe, Holland maybe, and we were backstage and there was a poster on the wall of this vintage fair, uh, yeah, vintage festival, sorry, and the 45s were playing. And yeah. like, this was when we were thinking about Ali Pali and Joe was like, let's get the 45s to support. And it was like, yeah, that's fucking perfect, <laughs> you know? Because it's like... So know, there wasn't much thought to it then, it was just like... Let's, yeah, let's it, it, it just happen. felt right, you know. It was like, it's, it was like the, the last shows for touring Joy as an album, yeah. you know, Joy as an act of resistance and us putting on the best wedding band in the world <laughs> just seemed to make perfect sense, you know. Yeah. And they absolutely killed it every night. It was great. Yeah, it was a shame because they 
didn't play the Ali Pali gig. The Ali Pali gig. Yeah. It was uh, Giant Swan yeah. and Mets. Mets. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was great, and like being able to get like Giant Swan up to play, and yeah. you know, just scare the shit out of a few thousand people at seven o'clock on a on a Saturday night or whatever it was. But that's the, that's the thing, and like. Um, that's what I, I like that you guys have stuck to. You've stuck to supporting bands that you like and not just going with. And I mean, there are bands that fit that ilk of like, they're an idols band, but like having Giant Swan, for example, it's like, fuck it, we're going to put on something that's ridiculous. And 9,000, 9, maybe more of those people in that room had no idea yeah. who Giant Swan was, but it's like, fuck it. Like, two, two topless guys and a, <laughs> and a bank of pedals going, you know, ham over tit. Like, it was, it was great to watch. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I, I went out into the crowd before the show just to see how, how it was going and how many people was there for them. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's, it's, they, it was pretty busy. It was it great. Was, well, I remember... For I, the time that they were playing, it was... It was it was good and they absolutely killed it. it yeah, yeah, well, I remember because I I turned up early because because they were playing as well and I was like, yeah, I need to get in there for Giant Swan, and it was it's always a queue outside Ali Pali, but the queue was big. Forty five minutes before doors opened, like, I was I was like, oh, we'll get there early, like, and we'll get straight in. There was still like. 400 people in front of us yeah. it was mental like so that's the thing because it's such a it's a bastard to get to that place isn't it <laughs> just about yeah like, I, so, live in, like, I live in London and like we're in North London now but I live South London it takes an hour and a half yeah. to get there from mine like. and so you know if you're making the effort to go there it's like you're going to spend your whole night there you know so it's not like you'll just oh it's just round the corner we'll just rock up yeah. you know 10 minutes before the main band are playing but, but, but big shout out to Ali Pali as well because I've been going for years there and they've changed the, the setup there so now they've got all the food vendors and stuff yeah, in there. So actually, like, because like I say, there's nothing around there. There's like one pub just outside the yeah. station which is always rammed. Yeah. But you can turn up like an hour before and go and have a pint and yeah. go and have a pie or whatever. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a proper it's, night it, out. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, when we, the whole idea is that you, like for us, we wanted to curate a night that's going to be interesting for the people t who, who are going to get there early, you know? And like people nowadays, it's not like, there's not as much tribalism in music, you know, you, you don't just listen to this genre of music. Everyone's into bits of everything. Yeah. And, you know, you keep, it just felt right to be able to put a two-piece techno band on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because people are, are, are open to stuff, and yeah, it was it was a, it was fucking great watching them smash it. It was yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I've seen you teasing around like recorded album three. So, how's that uh, turning out, and how's the sessions been around that? Like, you were recording in France. We yeah, we recorded in La Frette Studios in France in September. September, yeah, September. I yeah, think. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, recording went well. We spent two weeks there. Um, beautiful, beautiful building. Really lovely process. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, who are you, are you recording with? I uh, was written. We was with Nick Lornay and Adam Greenspan. Really like cool. a, they've been working together on it. Uh, Nick's done loads of work with like Nick Cave. Oh wow! I think he did the last Anna Calvi record. Um, he's done loads of stuff throughout the years Gang of Four and like back in the day oh, and, uh, well Gang of Four like yeah I mean yeah, like, he's yeah. the guy like there's, there was loads of points because they, they mixed the last record as well um, it's mad to have 
so you're given like reference points and you're like oh you want the kick drum to sound like this record and yeah, like, yeah. he was the guy that recorded that record that you're <laughs> referencing so yeah, yeah so he knows what mic's put in front of it what yeah, room's yeah, put yeah, it in yeah, and yeah, like yeah yeah it was a, it was a, it was a beautiful experience yeah so have you got any more recording sessions or is it all recorded and i, th- I think it's all pretty much tied up now oh wow just, just waiting for the mixing oh wowzers yeah. any any sort of indication of release date or can't you say anything <laughs> uh, uh, it's all up in the air so okay, you never yeah, know, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. that's cool um, yeah I'll be obviously absolutely buzzing to hear that but is um, so the songs you've been writing for that obviously we heard at Ali Pali and I presume you played some on other shows uh, What is it going to sound drastically different to the first two albums I mean, or is it on the same sort of tracks like? I mean it's, it's I think for the tracks that we played on that tour, it's like you can kind of hear yeah. the kind of vibe it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to say too much to be honest. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But the uh, yeah, the stuff we heard live at Ali Pali, uh, I don't know what the names of the tracks are, obviously, but there was a couple of real standouts. Yeah, they were. Well, we start, we started with a new one called War. Um, mm. that's oh a, yeah, that's Fuck, a personal yeah. favourite of mine. Yeah. Um, and we played Grounds, which we played on the whole tour yeah. as well. And uh, yeah, did, did it, they, it seemed they, to go down well. It's, it's yeah. been crazy because like, obviously like now everyone's got a phone in the pocket. So mm. as soon as we played it, it's like someone took like a, it was a fairly decent recording yeah. sound-wise. And I think we played it in Glasgow on the, set, on the first night. A version of it went online. Yeah, and then when we got to Manchester, people already knew. Yeah, there was a kid in the front row, like front and centre, and he knew all the lyrics to the no. track. And like two days later, it's like, fuck, <laughs> like mental. Yeah, crazy man, like crazy. So, yeah, but like, I suppose when you're playing in front of ten thousand people, there's always going to be like that one person that's filming. But yeah, I've tried to. That's one thing I always try and avoid is like those fan film videos. Like. I was like, it's like, it's like... I, I've been guilty of it, you know, like, I remember like, uh, before Sleep Well Beast came out by The National, oh, yeah. I think they played a couple of tracks and there was like some real like dodgy <laughs> versions going around and I was like <laughs> intently listening and, you know, but it's, uh, it kind of, I think it kind of just spoils the experience, doesn't it really? Of like yeah. hearing, because you put so much effort into making it sound great mm. and yet, People just need like need things yeah. quick, or want things quickly. You know? I, I, yeah, and I think uh, so. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like the other night I was at uh, a metal gig, Silosis, who are incredible. Not usually in my bag, but I was like, I'll go along because I've been told they're really awesome, and it was really interesting. Now, and you wouldn't expect it at that. I, I say you don't expect it at that kind of gig. There was like ten people in front of me filming like one song, and I was just like. Yeah, but are you ever going to watch this yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, the thing. It's like, I, you know, unless... You, you're never going to listen to it, realistically. No, you know? it's, no it's, you, you, you're, you're po- like, it's that thing. And obviously I do it for the podcast. Like, I'll take like a two-second clip. But I always make sure it's like a five-second clip. I'll put my phone back in the pocket yeah. and then I'm watching it. And then I'll put... The only reason I'm doing it is so I can use it for, for the podcast. But it's when people think... Like, they, they film like a whole song. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like... You, you're not going to watch that back and also there's always 10 other videos that are professionally shot like festivals like yeah. think of well, think of you, you boys like Glastonbury for example it's all professionally shot it was done yeah. by the BBC like you can you can go and find that yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't need you don't to need take a to video take, of yeah. that but saying, but saying that like the Ali Pali gig going back to the Ali Pali gig was 
it was a beautiful moment and for a, such a big crowd like I've been to Ali Pad, I've seen Deftones there Interpol LCD Sound System uh, Prodigy how was, was the LCD Sound System show? it was good it was good I was gutted I couldn't go to that yeah I went the second they did two nights yeah. there uh, it was really really good Ali Pali's always a bit on and off though like some nights like Deftones I love Deftones they're one of my favourite bands like it wasn't the best sounding gig it's because you, you've got to take your own PA and yeah so I think our, like our sound engineer for us he, I, can't, I can't remember who played there it might have even been Deftones actually oh really and it was like he, he always remembers the headline in the Guardian was like bad sound yeah, yeah, ruins yeah. otherwise great gig yeah. and like he had that in the back of, the, of his mind yeah. <clears throat> when he was sorting out the PA that we were going to take into Ali Pali. Oh, so amazing, yeah. he, you know, hopefully, like, no, no, but, it but, sounded great. But, that, but that's what know. I was just about to say. Like, it was, like, Prodigy was amazing there, but, but your gig, um, all the way through the crowd, everyone was enjoying it. Everyone was dancing. Like, and you must have seen this on stage, like, everyone was singing along. But it was like, when Joe uh, asked everyone to, like, do that Slipknot thing of everyone get on the yeah, ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Everyone did it, yeah, 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 and it yeah, was yeah. it was amazing. It was like those kinds of moments of that gig where you're like, "That's that's really special in that venue yeah. um, on such a scale." Because you don't, like I said, going back to Deftones, and I love Deftones, and it was a great gig, but it wasn't the best time I've seen Deftones. Yeah, like is that because you prefer it in smaller venues? Well, well, I've seen Deftones in Brixton Academy like three times, and uh, saw them at when they did. Uh, oh God, um, Robert Smith from The Cure curated the shows at South, South, South Bank. Bank. Yeah, yeah, South yeah, Bank, yeah, yeah, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. And that, sh that show was incredible. Um, but yeah, like I said, Ali, like the night you guys played, there was something different about it and really special to see 10,000 people get into it. Yeah, if it, you know, it, I've, there's a few times when you walk on stage and you hear that wall of noise where people are cheering and you just well up like I yeah. just welled up instantly and it's like it's the best feeling in the world you know and it felt it felt beautiful and there was so much love in that room that night yeah definitely yeah if only you could bottle it and sell it you'd make <laughs> <loads of> money <laughs> so I think we've moved on pretty slickly and um, there's a question I'm going to it's, it's like you've done this before Adam I know you know? exactly yeah. I'm getting good at this you now, are getting very good at this oh thanks mate um, so Top three gigs you've played then? Top three gigs we've played, well, Ali Pali. Yeah. Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, so what was so special about Glastonbury? Because I did want to talk about it, but I wanted to I mean, so been... well, so you played the two sets as well? Yeah, we yeah. did, um, yeah, Park Stage and Truth Stage, like, yeah. later on. Very yeah. different sets for us. Because that was the other, the smaller stage was part of... Um... Boomtown. No, not Boomtown. No, the... Um... Um... Ah. Earache Records. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was, uh, it was, they were both really fun shows, but just, um, we've been going to Glastonbury for like 20 years, you know, and growing up there and going like almost religiously. Yeah. We saw some absolutely amazing shows at the park stage. Yeah. Um, and we were like, 
you know when you kind of like when we were starting off you talk about things you want to do and like oh one day when we play Glastonbury what slot do you want <laughs> you know stuff like that yeah yeah but you do, you do uh, yeah, yeah yeah you know like, you've got these pipe dreams and you've got these things that you want to achieve and you, you, you have these discussions and we always said that we wanted to, our first ever Glastonbury show we wanted to be at the park stage just as the sun's going down at like half six seven o'clock yeah. in the evening yeah. and like that's the slot that we got and so, like, to fulfil those, like, ambitions that you have when you're starting out yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. even play your fucking instrument, but you're still, <laughs> you're still talking about stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was magic. Like, it was absolutely astounding. Again, it was like walking on stage and just feeling that roar of people. Yeah, like the videos, like, we talked about just a minute ago, like, watching those videos back and that crowd reaction again. Again, I think, like, I know you were saying, like, you don't notice the tipping point, but on, on a fan's, fan's perspective, it's really special watching festivals as we know. Like, festivals for any band can be hit or miss because you're playing, there will be people there to see you, but there'll be people there not to see you who are intrigued yeah. and, and know, tip up, but see the, that many people get the, involved. That's know? the beauty of festivals, you know, you're just like, oh, I'll just go and check them out. I've heard that it might be good or whatever, yeah. you know, so. You know, it's uh, it's the joy of just popping along and hopefully finding yeah, you know yeah. something that you might like. <laughs> Definitely. Or to scare the shit out of a few people at the same time. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm sure you didn't though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what? Uh, so yeah. So Ali Pali, Ali Pali, uh, Glastonbury and Primavera, I think. Ah, so it's interesting you said Primavera because I had a uh, a good friend of mine, Stu, go to that. And he was just getting to know your music off my recommendation, obviously. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, lo- I, love, I love, love those moments when, uh, when that happens, when people actually listen to your musical yeah, recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he went to Primavera, well, he goes to Primavera every year, and yeah, you won him over. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another one that we've been going to as fans, like, it's, it's apart from, it's the, the only festival I think I'd probably pay to go to, you know, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old and I like sleeping in a bed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, I, oh, mate, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I'm there's, feeling that now. There's nothing wrong with a mattress. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when I go to Art Tension every year, it's just like, it's wet and it's muddy and there's my tent. Do you uh, take a blow-up blow up mattress? Oh. Mate, of course I do. How big is your blow-up mattress? Uh, How big is your tent, actually? <laughs> like, no, we, so when you, I, when, you can't sleep in a normal two-man, can you? No. So when, <laughs> me and Laura have a four-man tent with, like, an entrance bit, and that's brilliant. Uh, do you sleep diagonally yeah. across, yeah? I'll <laughs> blow-up mattress. Mate, it's my bed at home as well. I, when we when we move to we're going to move to another house at yeah. some point I'm going to make sure we have a bigger bedroom and the first thing I'm going to do is buy a bigger bed because guess what this lanky motherfucker hangs out the bed every night and it's the same at festivals yeah. as well yeah man your feet are popping out the air and you've got people are falling over you pissing on your feet freak <laughs> Sprinkling no, no, no. ketamine everywhere, you know. <laughs> but you, you joke about that. Like when I started going to festivals, I've got them over flashbacks now. Having one of those, you know, those uh, pop-up tents that you buy yeah, in, the, yeah. uh, in the, like, it's literally a circular bag. That's what I did, like, Reading and that lot in. I turn up and it's so a cramp. O- it's so a cramp. only 70% of you was ever in a tent at any one <laughs> yeah. time. And you talk about Reading Festival, people probably did piss on my Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just end up with a trolley just being fucking belted through over your legs. 
Oh, oh, I want to go down a tangent of Reading stories now. This, uh, uh, I went in the. I went, well, I don't. I, obviously, you guys have just been announced for Reading, and we were talking about going. But yeah, Reading back in the day was still a special. It was almost like yeah. a, a, a christening to adulthood. Yeah, it's like, you know, you, it's it's like you, you, it's like the first <laughs> festival you go to with a load of mates, you know. It's yeah. it's a rite of passage, I think, if you're yeah. if you're a bit of a music nerd, you know. Yeah, and you'd go, yeah, uh, go and watch um, Mark Lanigan whilst your mates are watching Kings of Leon, and then before you know it, you're carrying half a crate of Stella through yeah. knee deep mud, shouting trolley, <laughs> and then having like ga- you know. Like uh, do you know what? Ja- uh, watching people having jousting costumes. So. Contests. I might cut this out, but if I don't, <laughs> I do want to go off on a tangent just because I want to tell you this story. Um, so I went to Reading five years, so 2004 to two, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, eight. So the last year I went was Rage and Queens, funny enough. And uh, there was like the middle three years, so there was a load of mates, obviously from college, because um, that was around the age and we went every year. And there was a guy called Tom. And Tom was an interesting character. He had uh, a long beard, like yourself. Um, he was a bit geeky looking, um, but he was a good laugh. Like, he was a very, very good laugh. He was a little bit weird, but he was a good laugh and uh, a safe person. And he had a tendency to put on an orange jumpsuit, like a member of Slipknot, Slipknot. or whatever. And you remember this was around the time when Vuvuzelas became a thing because of the South African yeah. World Cup. So one year, he brought a Vuvuzela with him. So it's like, after all the bands are finished, and you know, like, Reading and Leeds, there's no... Especially no, back then, there was no, there was no <laughs> silent disco or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And it's probably the same as it is now. It's a load of drunk, drugged-up kids yeah. wandering around, setting fires, doing trolley fights or yeah. whatever. Now, Tom, this year, when he discovered the Vuvuzela, it was a blessing and also a curse. So we were wandering around this big group of us, about 10 of us, and he would just stop, and he was absolutely hammered, and just start blowing the Vuvuzela. And we were a bunch of teenage idiots and start dancing around him. It became bigger. Yeah. So he would stop, and then there'd be 50 people dancing around him. And then there was 100 people, and then there was 200 people, and we were walking around the campsite, and he started a riot and um, people started rocking the ice cream van in the middle of a yellow campsite and almost tipping it over. And we literally had to extract him from the event because we were like, <laughs> if we get caught, because he was the focus point. I'm not even kidding. It was like a whirlwind or a hurricane. He was the eye of the storm. And then there was the storm uh, yeah. around him. I'm pretty, sure that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is how fascism started. Just one guy annoying everyone. Yeah, well, yeah. Any any sort of religious or political yeah, cult, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just one guy making a really loud noise yeah. and a load of blind followers. Yeah, and then people were just drunk and get into it, you know. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Reading Festival, man. Flashbacks. I've got I've got a story, but Go you, you might have to cut this as well. Yeah, just, just so, like we went to Reading with and I'll make. What year was this? Ah, uh, fucking two thousand. Might have been one of the years that you. When, yeah. as well like 2006 maybe who was, who was playing fuck knows oh, <laughs> fuck <enough>. knows yeah <coughs> and uh, <coughs> we set up our camp like <laughs> like <laughs> had found a suitcase from somewhere yeah and 
we, we used to take like a tent that we could shit in and piss in and like I did, hold, that. Hold I did, it. I did like, that at Bestival I took, a, I took another one of those pop-up tents because yeah, they were notoriously and then you like dig a hole in the ground and you can just like, like yeah. pretty good like, you know <laughs> and then you just get rid of the bag and you know yeah. leave no trace and all that anyway he's got a suitcase and he goes in and he takes a shit in this suitcase <laughs> and he comes out and we were like on the like, metal, like pathway and he just goes puts it down in the middle of the path and we're just sat there just <laughs> drinking just waiting and people are like oh suitcase and they're like ah <laughs> and walk on and then someone else will come along. oh my god uh, we missed a lot of bands watching that <laughs> do you know what though like you look back on it you look back on those days of going to Reading you know I've always been a music nerd and I'm very proud of that and I'd always break off from my friends and go yeah. and watch fucking everything. Try and run around and see as much as yeah, you can. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, like, and obviously it's the day, days before smartphones. You yeah. can never find your mates until later in the day. But shit, man, like, you, you look back on it, and I'm literally having flashbacks now as we speak. Like, the, the amount of crazy shit Some you used to do, do at those festivals. <laughs> it's, like. just, it's just weird. Like, you look back <laughs> and you're like, this is just weird what we're doing. But you're like, it's festival, it's all right. But but it's, like, but it's like, go to Arc Tangent now and you still get drunk and whatever and you have a good time. But I'm like, I, I wouldn't dream of doing what I did at Reading Festival ah, back in the day. No. I'll, get, I'll, I'll have a few drinks, I'll have a good time, I'll have a dance or whatever, but... No, I can't. Yeah. I can't shit in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will happily go to a portaloo yeah, and yeah, have a sit down. You know, it's, it's you shouldn't do that, but you, you know, you can bring back your youth. You could do it. You can shit in that suitcase, my friend. No, <laughs> Arctangent will hate me forever if I become that guy who shits in a suitcase. Uh, I'll, I'll pre-warn James. <laughs> you're gonna do it, James Scarlett. If you're listening, if we don't edit this out, um, so. <laughs> So, uh, going on from three gigs that you've played, <laughs> and we've gone off on a tangent. Um, so, three gigs you've been to as a fan, and I know there's probably a lot of bands that you probably have some crossover with. Yeah, I'm like, excited about it. It's, it's, it's quite a difficult one to kind of narrow down. Yeah, to be it honest. is. Like, because you think about, I don't know, there's just certain, certain bands at certain times, you know, you might be in the right setting, and it just heightens what that band are doing. I like, it's not one of my top ones, but I remember watching Interpol at Glastonbury in like 2002, 2003, something like that. And they started playing like Untitled. Oh, yeah. As they walked on stage and then they kind of stopped and they turned around and there was like a fucking cyclone had like, like whipped up all oh, of the rubbish on the floor. Yeah. And it was just like, like the sun was going down. It was just like one of those beautiful moments. And like, you're like, I, I, you just feel lucky you, you, to have been when there. When you never forget that as Yeah, well. exactly. And, you know, it just, like, adds to that sense of occasion, I guess. So, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if the top three gigs would... Uh, fuck, I, now I've just thought... I said, I've not even included Super Fairies in it. And it's like, <laughs> I've seen so many of their gigs where I've been like, that's the best gig I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Queens of the Stone Age at Glastonbury, when they had Mark what? Lanigan and Dave Grohl on oh, drums. Oh, I'm so... I'm so jealous. So that was I, that was good. That was so. Really good. I you know this already. Like I'm a huge Queens fan, and that's how me and my partner met. I've, I've got a Queen. I've got a Songs for Death tattoo yeah, on my leg yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I never saw them on that tour. It like, was it was insane. I met my mate Jordan, who's in the band Moriarty. You should check them out. Oh yeah, um, really good, band. yeah. <laughs> good band. Uh, yeah, me and Jordan went to Glastonbury that year. He went to watch Jules Holland. 
I was like, I'm going to go and watch Queens of Stone Age. Like, oh, I'm going to go and watch George Holland. And it's what like, an idiot. What an idiot. I mean, you know, like, fair enough if there was nothing else on. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just before they released Songs for the Deaf, so it was like first time hearing and that's, those And tracks. that's on YouTube as well. And yeah. I've watched that back a you million can, You times. can see me in a, in a couple of little bits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll show you later, baby. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was an, an amazing show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lannigan's like again I'm still gutted to this day not, not seeing that tour because that um, Songs of Death came out when I was 15 15, 16 um, and yeah I remember so actually talking about Queens of Stones I remember like the first time being introduced to them on holiday and met some older kids and they played me Rated R met the bigger boys met the bigger boys and on a Discman they played me Rated R and I, rem- and I remember just my head my mind being going absolute game changer like I yeah. remember the, they released uh, what was the big single from it what's it called No One Knows no, no the one oh um, Lost Art of Keeping a Secret that's the one yeah um I remember, like, my mum at the time, when she was like, like, we both loved that track. I was like, this is fucking oh, amazing. amazing. And my mum bought it for me as a present. And it was like Christmas or my birthday or something. And I came home early from wherever I was and I came back and she was, like, in my room just listening to it really loud. <laughs> and she was like, I'm so sorry, this is actually for you. Uh, I was meant to give it to you for, like, That's tomorrow. amazing. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, my mum was, like, bang into it. I was like, this is fucking sick. Well, um, there's a... Fuck, what's the name of the track? There's a track on Lullabies to Paralyze and, um, oh fuck, it, the name escapes me now. It's like, oh, everybody knows I'm insane. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody knows so, that you're insane. So bear in mind, I was at college at the time. So second year of college, so 16, 17. And I'd sit in my room, have that playing. I remember buying that on the day as well, like going to my local record shop and buying it. And I'd play that at home, obviously blaring it out. And I was singing the lyrics and my mum came... Again, I've just had a flashback. My mum walked past my bedroom and went, Everybody knows Adam can't sing. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, mum! Fuck you, mum! <laughs> if you want to walk, man! But my mum was like, actually, this album's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear in mind, she'd already heard me listen to Rated R and was like, oh, nicotine, valium, bucket in, yeah, etc. The, the shopping list. Yeah, the yeah, shopping the, list. The weekend shopping list. Josh Holman's shopping list. Yeah, man, like that... that like, and even their first record, man, like Regular John and Avon, and like fucking amazing. Like, yeah, I those first three, maybe yeah. four albums at a push, like, were just unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, so that was a good show. Um, LCD sound system, nice. Saw them, I've, I've, I've seen them about 15, 20 times. So, I think wow. the best time I saw them was probably at the O2 in Bristol and it was there was no one there I think it was what, like what tour was this? this uh, this was at the end of the first record I think oh wow it was like the second Long second, yeah, yeah yeah the second tour of the first record and I think they, they had like Juan McLean supporting yeah it was like a really fucking bagging lineup. like yeah. it was, there was another DFA act on it as well yeah um, yeah it was just it was just mad to like think that like there was it was like half full or three quarters full. Yeah. So you had room to dance and yeah, that was amazing. But I, I spent like a summer um post college uni time and I went to about five or six festivals 
in the summer. Yeah. And I would just look at where they were playing. And I'd be like, oh, I want to go to that one. I want to go to that one. Yeah. And like, kind of just followed them around. Yeah, uh, almost, I, almost like a, uh, a measuring bar of like that festival. Yeah, like, yeah. If LCD are playing it. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I've so. seen them at like Benny Kassim and stuff, and like, like they. Benny Kassim, by the way, great festival. Great festival. Where, yeah, where, really good orange juice. Really good orange juice. The best uh, orange juice in the world. Going down, going down into town and getting some cheap sangria in a carton. Uh, Picking up a couple of pills off someone on the on the way down, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the the two days. <laughs> do you know what? It's funny. I was talking about this the other day, and like Benny Kassim. Sorry to go off on a tangent, podcast listeners, but Benny Kassim. Like the two days leading up to it, when you turn up on like the Tuesday and you just go down to the town and like the local bars have turned into club nights. Yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 yeah. So much fun. Yeah, like, it's it it so much fun. It was amazing. Like I, I think I went like three, three times, maybe four oh, times. Nice. I nearly died at that festival. Like legit, nearly died. What? I, 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 this is a time when you know you didn't really. I just wasn't looking after myself. I did a shit. What, so what? Uh, what years? What, what years? Oh, we go. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, it was the year. Scissor Sisters played, Kings of Leon played. Oh, that was before I went. I think. That was a couple of years before. I went the year Craft of like, Bob Dylan and At the Drive-In. Ah, uh, that, was, Jay, that yeah. was a couple of years after me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I went a few years before. It was, yeah, it was It was the year before Oasis played and like loads of Brits went. Before it was like, like it was less British people there yeah. and then Oasis played and it was just loud yeah. central. Brit, Brits and Irish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I just wasn't looking after myself. I don't think I drank a drop of water, actual water, it, for like three days. I was just getting up, yeah. getting back on it. And like, I was just in hell. Well, like, <laughs> one day I was just like, stomach doubled over, puking up. And my mates, <laughs> my, my ex-girlfriend, were just like, carried on playing shithead for like two hours while I'm like I'm really well and they're like yeah you've just you know you've just hung yeah, over yeah, dickhead yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and then I, I was like no 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 I need to go to hospital tent and like they had to give me a shot of adrenaline and like and they were like you've, yeah they were, they were like you've, you've fucked yourself so yeah that was a uh, that was an interesting one <laughs> <laughs> love Benic yeah it's good yeah good place um, so yeah, uh, LCD Sound System LCD Queens sound system and, and I mean you mentioned Super uh, Furry Animals. Yeah, Super Furries on numerous occasions because I, I just love them. Yeah. Like, I just love that band. But then there's like, fuck, like Beta Band back in the day. They oh, like, I saw them play. Like, like, first ever gig I went to in Bristol was them playing in the Anson Rooms. I like, travelled up on my own and like that was incredible. Uh, what, what I, I had it. Ah, oh, he's got it. Yes, I went to watch Idlewild, and they were supported by Icara Cult or Icara Cult. Oh, Icara Cult! And yeah. it was it was the first time I'd ever crowd surfed. <laughs> like <laughs> it was just incredible. Like Icara Cult. Where, where was that? That was at the Exeter Lemon Grove back oh, when wow. I was in college. So I would have been like sixteen. Yeah. It was, yeah, I thought, yeah, that was like a game changer for me. It was like yeah. one of the first kind of punk gigs I ever went yeah, to yeah. and stuff. Well, so. a, a Caracol, they were amazing. Uh, are, they, are, they still, are they still about? Or? I don't think so. No. But that first record is like, yeah, it was just that. so ahead of its time. Like, 
it still sounds amazing today. Like, yeah. you know, a, a lot. And, and, and uh, Idlewild back in that time, I remember the, oh, what's the album? And they had that really heavy song on where he goes, well, no, I'm not going to sing the riff because I'll sing it badly. But they had, uh, Idlewild had that really heavy song. It's like, da na 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 you know what I'm talking about now, don't you? Was that from like the remote part? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, the remote yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that album, like I'm um, not so much now, but that that album, like was killer. Like their first three th- things that they did, I think it was like an EP first of all. Yeah, it was just uh, they, yeah, game changers for me. Like yeah. absolutely amazing band. Yeah. Kind of turned me on to like heavier guitar stuff. That band. Oh, nice. So yeah, that was that was a really fun gig. I'll always remember that. But then you got like, you know, I can't even, spiritualised I've seen and they were just like insanely good and fucking Mogwai. It's like, oh. they're like, you know, there's a couple of times I've seen Mogwai and like... And know. Mogwai are ever changing as well because you can see Mogwai, like Mogwai did, I didn't go, but uh, a couple of people, uh, like Ramp Free from Riot Podcast went to the Mogwai, they did like a park show and it was like free and they just played like a really like chilled out kind of thing. Like Mogwai, like one of those bands that you either get one piece of Mogwai yeah, yeah, or another yeah. piece. Like. I, I, I just, I just absolutely love them. I think yeah. they're, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. I'm the only one in the band that likes Mogwai. I've tried really? to introduce them, and everyone's like, "Nah, I'm not." They're like not uh, for them. A lot of people that we know, obviously, like from Arctangent and stuff, like Mogwai, like the dream Arctangent headliners as well, because they're they're so different and. Yeah. Apart from everything else, but they're so interesting. Yeah. Like everyone they're, just adores their, just they're just they're just incredible. They've just got a, an a, um, an amazing back catalogue. Like, it, whenever you go and watch them, you're like, oh fuck yeah, of course they've they've got this one as well. And <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard them play this one before and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I could I could I could watch them play for like three hours. I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect note to almost end on, but I'm just going to ask you one last question. So, Bruce in or out for Newcastle right at this very moment? Because I know you're very passionate about this. At, at, at this very moment, Bruce in. Bruce, Bruce in. in. Yeah. Why, why is he in? He hasn't lost. <laughs> to, today, they have not lost a game. So. Bruce for England? Bruce for England. Like, if we win, Bruce for England, you know. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it just started out as a joke and it's just like, it's, it's a running thing that I've just got to kind of keep going. Yeah, you've got, you've, you, you, honestly, the, the, the weekend you stop that is the weekend everyone jumps on you and goes, yeah. what the fuck's yeah. happening? How did we, how did they do? Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh. And yeah, you, you are, you are basically, uh, who's the guy that used to read the scores, um, uh, before he retired at the BBC. Ah, oh, I can't remember the guy's yeah. name. That, that's you now. That's me. That's my yeah, job. Just for Newcastle. Have you ever watched Marky e. Smith read the football results? No. YouTube it. It's fucking amazing. Oh my God, I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's, straight it's, after this. It's so good. Oh. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm off to watch him at the Emirates play Arsenal tomorrow. Boo, by the way. Boo. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Well, I'm a Spurs supporter. Oh, you're so. a Spurs supporter. Uh, yeah, you've got to remember this. Uh, yeah, 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 you're not having a good time this year, are you? <laughs> God, that's the first time football's mentioned, been mentioned on the podcast. Football. Like, football. <laughs> I, I love the game. There's a lot of the culture I hate around football. Yeah. You know? It's, um, yeah, that, that tribalism, like, fucking, you know, yeah. I hate you mentality. It's like... 
It's just a fucking game, you moron. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I was just going to tag on actually a quick question. I know we were going to end the podcast, but um, how has it been on Soccer AM? Like, it was actually it was really fun. They yeah, I just us. I just had a flashback yeah. from like, like you've been on Soccer AM. It, like uh, you know, it's, uh, it was like the second television thing that we'd done. Yeah, in the UK. But we turned up and it was just, it was just a laugh, you know, like yeah. they were really fun to be around. They looked after us really well. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, because I watch a lot of uh, Soccer AM videos on YouTube, like a lot of Jimmy Bullard's yeah. uh, techers and um, his drills that he does, know the drill. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I grew up yeah. watching it every Saturday morning yeah, with like thing, Helen right? Chamberlain, you know, being the presenter. Oh. And like Hem- Helen Chamberlain, Tim Lovejoy. The, like. the, the golden era, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Not saying that they're bad now. It's just you know I'm busy. I can't get up yeah. on a Saturday morning I mean, to watch. Tubes, shit Tubes is a legend. Tubes is a legend. And, and yeah. talking about Tubes, just real side note, like Tubes has gone through shit and come out the other side, and he's been very open about it. Like, I, I, al- I don't al- know anything about that to be honest. Oh, yeah, he went through like alcoholism. Oh really? And, yeah, and came I out the other side. That. So oh well, good on that's good another on YouTube, a new, another YouTube interview to watch. But that's well, we we're gonna sit on opposite ends of the pub in about ten minutes. <laughs> Looking at these YouTube videos. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that was really great, mate. And, yeah, thanks thank for you coming for, on. Thank you for having me. That's all right. And, um, yeah, don't know when we'll put this out, because, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Whatever. But, um, as and when, my friend. As and when. But uh, thanks for everyone to listening, and I'll see you next time. Fuck you, Damien Sale. Yeah, fuck you, Damien Sale. Bye. Bye. Bye.